Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not-so-hidden temptations. We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring to the show people who know what they're talking about and help you with some of these aspects of your life. You live life only once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we are joined by DeAndre Gross. He is a jack of all trades, a 20-year-old fashion designer, makeup artist, model, uncle, brother, and son that just keeps expanding his personal repertoire. DeAndre is currently going on his third year at the Illinois Institute of Art in Chicago, and he's in the process of creating his first collection. Enjoy. So DeAndre, tell us what you do in one to two sentences. So DeAndre is a fashion designer. He's also a model, well, aspiring model, a makeup artist, an uncle, a brother, a son, and he's planning on doing more. Awesome. So a little background on how we met. I actually attended uh, AI's fashion show uh-huh. last week, and you actually were awarded with an honorable mention for one of your pieces. Yes. So you want to tell us how that all went down? That was crazy because initially I was just putting a piece in the show just to have the experience because I've never done a fashion show mm-hmm. at all. And I just put one piece in there. I, I mean, the piece I put in there, I, put, I poured my heart into it. So that was good. But walking into the show, I didn't expect to get anything. I just expect to experience the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I ended up winning an award. And it just ha- so happens to be that this is like the first time they had the category. And I am a sophomore competing against a number of seniors in their own arena. And I beat some of them. Great. <laughs> so you want to tell us a little more about the actual like credentials for the show? So it's for all students... Like, who could, like, get in and then, like, break down so, the award you actually won? So, it's for students, and pretty much anybody can put in whatever they want to put in. Okay. But it has to be graded, and it has to be accepted. So, I can't just put in a piece of crap, because, you know, <laughs> they'd be like, okay, that's not, that's not, okay. they deny it, basically. So, the fact that my piece was even able to walk on the show was, like, an honor. Uh and as far as the award goes, that was the first time they even had that category. So honorable mention, it was for the people who, the people like me, basically, the people who wanted to just try it out and who had maybe one or two pieces that they just wanted to put out there. Mm-hmm. And I won, I won the award for that. So, yeah. And like the category was, there was like two categories, right? There was the, you want to tell us about the two categories? Uh... The one I won for was, what was the other category? I forgot. Well, that was like a like uh-huh. daily wear versus like um, once evening, a month. Yeah. I believe it was evening wear. Mm-hmm. So I won the award for evening wear and it was like, I only had one, like I, I only had one piece in the show. Right. So the fact that I won, it was like, it, it was impeccable because just putting one piece in the show, like I didn't take it serious. I mean, I took the fact. I mean, I took I took it seriously by putting it in the show, but I didn't think that I would even like be considered for an award at all. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. So you want to tell us a little bit about like your piece that you entered in? Obviously, this is audio, so try to be as descriptive as possible. Okay. Yeah. So the piece, uh, well, the name of the piece that I put in, I called it uh, Black Elegance. And when I, when I was creating it, I had an industrial feel in mind. So the fabric I chose to use was a black wax denim, and I chose to uh, incorporate zippers into the design as well as creating an over-the-top collar and also uh, putting an abstract uh, triangle in the back as the opening. Uh, sounds a little confusing, <laughs> so you might need a visual for that. But, uh, yeah, I in creating that, I was just really going for, like, industrial, and like I said, like an industrial kind of feel, and I wanted to let people know that black can be elegant because usually black is like when you think about black clothing it's usually like in regards to like funerals or you know like side events and the fact that i made a gown that could be like presented at maybe like the met gala or something that looks elegant and you know that people want to wear that was just that was like that was what i was going for and making that so awesome and so like you said you're a sophomore at ai uh-huh so have you always kind of been in the fashion realm, like growing up, or like how did that kind of all start for you? Uh, growing up, my mom honestly she picked out my clothes, mm -hmm. but <laughs> those are the days, right? Those, right, right. Hop out of the shower. Oh, great, man! Stuff's it up for me. This exactly. is how it'll be for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> and then after a while, sometime in uh, grammar school, she uh, started allowing me to wear what I wanted to wear to school. Mm -hmm. Though, initially, I had to wear a uniform, so it wasn't that hard. I mean, I was just right. picking out my uniform. But once I got in eighth grade, I was I became really cautious of, like, what I was putting on, you mm -hmm. know. When I was in eighth grade, skinny jeans and, you know, Chuck Taylors and, you know, the whole little jerk look was out. So, I mean, I don't even, I don't even think I touched that look because I wasn't too prone. <laughs> like, you know, I wasn't that big of a fan of it. But when uh, I got to high school... I uh, became aware of H&M, and mm. I really liked everything that they were putting out, and it was really new to me, so that's where, uh, well, that's like one of the starts, and then I also start, uh, thrifting became really big, mm -hmm. so I would go to the thrift stores, and I would like pick up all this crazy stuff, some of the stuff wouldn't even fit me, it'd be like an extra large, and I'm like, an extra small, <laughs> so I'd have to like go home, like rip seams open, you know, take it down, take down the neck, and, you know, make sure that everything fit me. And from that point, it got really artsy and really creative. And from that point, I just started to, I wanted to make my own clothing from that point. So after that, that's when I, I think I received my uh, first sewing machine. Okay. Because the demand of clothes for me became higher and higher and higher. So I'm like, okay this hand stitching is not going to work. I need a sewing machine. So I finally got a sewing machine, I believe, for Christmas it was. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. For so many years, like I would go to like the mall or something to buy some clothes. Right. And it's not, do I like this design? Do I like this look? It's right. what fits me. Right. And it's like, oh, now there's like four shirts and like one pair of pants I can possibly wear. It's like, right. this is my style. Okay, great. Right. <laughs> I don't even think I have a style. I mean, yes, I have a style. I'd be crazy to say I don't have a style <laughs> because I don't, a lot of people shop based off of the trends and mm -hmm. I feel like I shop based off of what I like and I shop on, first I, I shop on both sides of the store. I do mm -hmm. not care. I'm very androgynous in what I wear at times. 
I like to channel like both my femininity as well as like uh, my masculinity, mm-hmm. and I like being able to convey different looks to people. Right. I mean, not even to people, more so to myself, but people see it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I am with my style. My style is very, it's all over the place, but I'm always looking to convey a different look. I like doing looks. Do you think there's a difference between having style and then being in fashion? Like, is there a huge difference between those two words, or is it interchangeable? Being in fashion, uh, anybody can be in fashion because you can just go based off of what they're putting out in the stores and you can be on trend because mm-hmm. they the things that they sell in the store are trending. But if you have a style, you're not going off of what they have in the store. You have you're going off of what you like and mm-hmm. what you, what makes you comfortable and yeah, what you like. And that's what makes a person stylish because it's their own unique style. So that makes sense. So like what you're saying is someone that kind of goes in the store and buys whatever's hot, whatever's in for the season right. is more into fashion. But if you have kind of what you're looking for, you may even go like seasons without buying anything from like H&M because exactly. it doesn't really match up what you're looking to do. Exactly. Or you can go seasons or you can go years with wearing the same thing that you bought a couple of years ago because you never bought it because it was on trend. You, mm-hmm. bought it, you bought it because it was your style. So that's, I mean, I don't ever buy things because it's, you know, it's trendy. I mean, there's some things that I buy that just happens to be on trend, yeah. but I like them because they're what I like, and I wear them because it's my style. Here's the thing that I don't understand what the predicament is. Like, people say they're, like, into fashion, right? Like, they're going to go buy something that's in season. Right. And say so you go to H&M. I've said nothing wrong with the scenario, but, right. like, you go there, and, then like, oh, I get this kitchen style. Then you, like, walk down the street, you go to a party, and then phew, someone has the exact same outfit on, like... But then you're like, oh, I don't want to like okay. match them. But it's like, okay, like, what are you thinking? Like, what are you, okay. you're buying what's in, in season. You're that. going to like a popular store. <laughs> you're going to a big party. Like, what did you expect? Right. <laughs> so I got to change one of my answers. That is one of the reasons why I got into fashion design because mm-hmm. I never, I never wanted to be that person wearing the outfit that somebody else is wearing. I feel like that's an insult to me, <laughs> especially if that's my style and somebody just so happens to walk into an event that I'm walking into. With the same exact outfit, like I mean, no, I could no. I'm very happen. conscious of that. I remember I was like tie yeah. shopping, and my mom was like, "This is like an awesome tie. It's like right up your alley." I'm like, "No." no. She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because uh, I know this guy that I go to this event with like once a week that wears a tie all the time, so I'm not getting that." She's like, "It doesn't make any sense." I'm like, I don't care. I'm not getting that. I'm not getting. <laughs> no, I will never buy something that I've seen somebody else in. I will never do that. She's like, but you shouldn't shop at Kohl's. <laughs> no, I will never do it. That's why I make my own clothes. It makes like a ton of sense in that regard too. Like, I don't know. I've said nothing wrong with that, right? But like, just choose choose an alley, right? Right. Unless I'm like, you know, unless me and my friends are trying to be, you know. And I, I don't know. I don't even think my me and my friends do that. No, I will never. That will never be a scenario. Always keep a change of clothes handy. Right. <laughs> awesome. So let's get back uh-huh. to like the work at AI. So like. Your piece, the Black Elegance, uh-huh. that's kind of the start of your line that you're going to kind of put together. Uh-huh. And so you talked a little bit about the industrial stuff being your inspiration. Is for that, that particular piece. Okay. Uh-huh. So what's going to be kind of like your inspirations for the larger line once like, you finish graduation and then it kind of move forward? Well, I'm actually thinking about starting on a new, uh, working on a new collection. And okay. the inspiration for that will be Chicago. and. Okay. The reason why I wanted to do Chicago is because I I commute back and forth to Chicago and mm-hmm. I grew up in Chicago and I think Chicago is beautiful and I feel as a designer or as an artist you should really 
choose things that you should choose to be inspired by things that greatly affect you. Mm-hmm. So if it has no personal like meaning or like anything to you, then why choose that as an inspiration? And I'm like constantly in Chicago, like I breathe it. So. And so what do you, what do you mean by some things? Well, give us an example. Is what I mean of like some things that would inspire you here in Chicago. I mean, some things inspire me, and then some things are just things that I notice, like mm-hmm. being in Chicago. Like we have a shit ton of potholes. Yes. We have. I mean, our streets are crazy. We have beautiful arts. We have beautiful buildings. And we, I mean, our city's pretty busy, mm-hmm. but it's very bold. So that's like some of the things that inspire me. We have like Millennium Park. We have a lot of artwork over there. And I just, I mean, I'm, I'm also inspired by like our train system and stuff like that. I mean, everything that I go through while in Chicago is something that I want to incorporate in my life. Mm-hmm. So... I might, you know, incorporate some brown line patches or, you know, something about, like, the loop or something about the train system or something about the potholes mm-hmm. or, you know, our streetlights or our traffic. Okay, you know, keep going off of that, like, how that kind of goes from inspiration to implementation in a piece. Right. So, wait, what do you mean Sure, by like, uh, <laughs> it's like, so you have, like, the idea, right? Like, right. The, the brown line or uh-huh. the pothole, the loop, stuff like that. Uh-huh. How does that translate from the idea of like oh something you see and like to like on paper in a design uh, put together in a piece? It's crazy. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard being able to like translate the two. But I mean, it all depends on the medium and what you're trying to put it out to. Okay. So I'm in a class right now and it's called TR Design and it's about all these crazy like loops, patterns, and mm-hmm. all these freaky things that you can do like with designing and that's where the potholes and you know the loop and you know some of the uh, monuments and some of the architecture that we have can be incorporated into my designs Mm -hmm. because it's not about uh it's pretty much it's pretty much about like the freaky and like abstract like shapes and stuff like that you can do pretty much anything so being able to convey that stuff is easy mm-hmm. because a pothole is but like a big loopy crazy hole and right. in TR design you could do something like that. So that's where I'm able to incorporate my inspiration from Chicago into this collection that I want to do. Okay. And so when like people like put together collections, like either yourself or like anyone in your classes, right. do they choose something more of like a day to day wear or is it more like just like once in a while, like I'm gonna you know, design a dress that you only wear once or, like, twice right. ever. Like, uh-huh. wh- what is the kind of, like, the avenue you're choosing for that? Like, is something more mainstream or is it something more, like, very elegant, like, once in a while kind of uh, attire? Honestly, I'm a pretty versatile person, so okay. I want to do it all. Okay. So, <laughs> I, of course, want to uh, focus on, like, you know, the Couturians and, you know, I want to have that mainstream uh the looks that you can only wear one time. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to feel like you can go out and go wear this again and think that people aren't going to notice. Right. So, of course, I want to focus on that. And I also want to uh, I want to focus on the mainstream uh, design. I want to be able to uh, produce large masses of clothes mm-hmm. and, you know, be able to open my own chain, much like H&M or Zara mm-hmm. or, you know, anything like that. But I also want to be able to have a house, like a fashion house, mm-hmm. much like Balmain or Chanel or 
you know, any of those designers like that. So I want to combine the two. I want to mix mainstream with the uh, with the couture. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That makes sense. So when you're putting together your designs, do you consider what sort of like accessories people will be having with your designs, or is it just you design it with just the piece in mind, and then you let the people kind of sort that out for themselves? I design with an entire look in mind. Okay. So for me. I like to provide the garment. Mm -hmm. Say if say I'm providing, say I'm making a gown. I also want to provide the accessories. I also want to provide the uh, the shoes. I want to provide the handbag or the clutch or whatever it is. So I don't. I not only want to design clothes. I also want to branch off into accessories, into shoes, into hats, and okay. everything that makes a look a look. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think like a lot of people err on what's trendy for accessories, right? right? And there's like the basic like whatever match your bag, your shoes, or something right. like that, right? Mm -hmm. But people are like, oh, like this is on sale, so that means I have to get this. And it's like, well, it doesn't match anything like, in your closet. <laughs> like, what were you thinking? Right. <laughs> but for me, when I go shopping, I don't ever, I never go shopping looking for like one whole outfit. Okay. When I go shopping, I'm just shopping and I'm just buying things that I like, mm -hmm. and I may pair something that I just bought with something that I already have in my closet. And that's how I, like, put things together. I never really look for, like, one whole entire piece in mm -hmm. one, unless I'm making an entire piece and I know exactly what I want to do. That makes sense. It definitely does, yeah. Okay, so with your goals of, like, opening your own line, opening, like, a house, like, some sort of mentorship situation, are there people that you look up to, like, from a mentor standpoint or just that you envy from afar that you want to kind of be, like, out there? Uh, I often get questions like that, like, who are you inspired by, right. like, in the design world? And honestly, prior to coming here, I, there was nobody that I really focused on and nobody that I really knew that much about mm -hmm. that inspired me to get into design. It was all something that I wanted to do. But as far as people out there that I feel like may be competition or somebody that, those are, like, the likes of people that I would like to compete with or, mm -hmm. like, to be better than, I would definitely say, like, the big dogs in the business, much like uh, Alexander McQueen when he was alive or uh, Chanel, you know, uh, who else? Uh, I also like Alexander McQueen. He's a, uh, I mean, Alexander Wayne. He's mm -hmm. a current uh, fashion designer right now. I really look to compare myself to the big dogs in the business. I don't really like to compare myself to people who are in the same position as myself mm -hmm. because I'm not looking to do what they're doing. I'm looking to beat the big dogs out there. Right. So, yeah. So, like, when you're in school, like, what do you think it's going to, like, take to, like, separate yourself from either, like, even your immediate classmates, mm -hmm. everyone else graduating from different schools, mm -hmm. and everyone that's already out there right. to make it your successful, like, what you actually want to accomplish? I think the best thing to do is to not focus on what they're doing, okay. honestly. I feel like when you focus too much on what other people do, you you get you get brainwashed and you, you start to fall off track and then you're you're more consumed with what everyone else is doing mm -hmm. rather than like what you're doing. So as long as you're in your own headspace and you're just jamming out and you're just doing your own thing, mm -hmm. then you really shouldn't have an issue because you're your own competition. And that's how I look at myself. I don't really look at uh, the people I go to school with as competition. And it's not in a way uh, to be 
to insult them because right. I love the people I go to school with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want us all to win. But when it comes to competition, I'm competing with the you know I'm competing with the big dogs out there. I want to. I just want to focus on what. What makes me happy? I don't mm-hmm. want to focus on what everybody else is doing. And if I am like taking notes from anyone, it would have to be the people who are already established, the big dogs in the business, basically. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, like, are you going to school full time at AI, or are you balancing like work too? Like, what's your life situation like? So, full time for me consists of taking three classes. Okay. And I also work. Okay. And then I don't live in Chicago, but I go to school in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I live out in Joliet and I work out in Joliet. So, yeah, I have a busy <laughs> life, I guess you can say. So, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm usually here at school. And every other day, I'm usually at work. Okay. And I try and, like, I try and keep a day off from work and school just so that I can have a solid work day mm-hmm. for school, right. if that makes sense. So, I try, I'm, I always let the people I work with know that this is not my priority. Mm-hmm. I'm here for money to to basically uh, provide for my priority, which is school, right. and which is fashion design. So fashion design is my priority. But I just so happens to be one of the people who have to work for everything I have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. I think that uh, kind of stories like that are like what keeps people motivated, right? So uh-huh. you know, like... I'm in school two days and then I'm in lab or sewing or whatever right. the other day. Exactly. Like people would just go to school and then don't like do anything else. Like, oh, I can, you know, wait till Friday to do this. It's like, oh, it's Friday. You know, time to go grab some beers. Right. It's like 10 a.m. Like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll do tomorrow. It's like, oh, and I'm hungover. Like, oh, God. Like, no, it's Sunday. Like, oh, I have class tomorrow. Oh, I think I'm sick. Like, <laughs> I wish I had the leisure time of people who have, uh, who have people who, like, to fund their careers mm-hmm. or, you know, to fund their schooling. I just so happen to be one of those people who have to pay for my own schooling, pay for my fabrics, pay for my transportation back and forth, mm-hmm. my phone bills, my car insurance, my car. Yeah. I mean, I have to pay for it all. So I can't choose to be irresponsible. I have to be responsible every step of the way. And nobody else is going to make it happen for me. So I just, I mean, I have to do what I got to do. Right, so that makes sense. So, like, in the fashion world... Um, there is, like, extra classes beyond just, like, the degree, right? Is that something that's on your, like, docket to do? Or are you just going to do the four years here at AI and then kind of open? Like, what are you thinking from that regard? Uh, what do you mean by extra classes? I know some people can go, like, at, like master's classes, right? Like, completely yeah. extra classes. I don't... I'm not sure if they have anything past uh, master's classes here. Okay. I feel like if you uh, want to achieve a master's, it would probably be somewhere outside of here, maybe at uh, SAIC or okay. maybe at Parsons in New York or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far as uh, going here, I really just want to get the basics. And from that point, I want to I want to know everything about the business so that mm-hmm. I can alter it and tweak it to my own understanding and just do whatever it is that I want to do from that point. As long as I have the basics, I'll be good. So, <laughs> that makes sense. So, like, where do you kind of see yourself in, like, your line in, like, five years? In five years... I I expect to be, well, of course I expect to be in a really good place, but I expect to have maybe uh, two to three lines out by that time or that I put out, and hopefully, if everything goes well, I'd like to have a, a, a line that it's going to be like mass-produced. 
a website up, a uh, uh, store location, I guess you can say. Uh, what else would I like to have? I like to be in my own home. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of boutiques around here in Chicago, so I'm, uh-huh. I, I imagine that's a very doable situation. Uh-huh. Like I met some people the other day that, you know, they started just selling their line online, like mm-hmm. on an e-commerce store, uh-huh. and then opened a boutique like six or eight months ago. That's what I'm looking yeah. to do. So I'm looking to start off online and, you know, starting everything off online, and then eventually, if, if everything goes well and, you know, once the business starts picking up, <laughs> I'll have my home location or my house, if you will. And I would like to uh, start that off in Chicago. I'd like to uh, basically build my brand within Chicago mm-hmm. and basically dominate my city. I don't want to leave Chicago without dominating the city. I feel like being growing up in Chicago and just being here, there's a lot that could be done and there's mm-hmm. more that could be added to Chicago. And I just want to put my name on the map, you know, dominate every other city after yes. this. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anything else you want to leave the listeners with that we haven't already chatted about? Uh, for the listeners out there, I just want to tell you guys to follow your dreams. I mean, I know it sounds very cliche. Everybody tells you that. But honestly, as long just do as you want. Do as you please. Don't focus too much on what everybody else has to say about you because they're, I mean, being an androgynous male. I mean, I often walk outside in heels. I may walk outside in makeup, you know. There's a lot of things that I do that people just aren't that accepting of. But at the very same time, there I get those people who accept me and they, they make it a point to stop me and tell me what you're doing is beautiful or what you're doing is nice and to keep doing you. And that's what motivates me to keep going. So as long as you're doing what you want to do, you should be fine. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Just an absolutely superb interview with DeAndre. I was so excited for this going into it and leaving it, I'm even more excited. It's so great to see someone who can balance work and life and school all in one and still be so successful that he can take some of his work to a fashion show and win an award. I was so excited for him, really glad we had the chance to meet. I really hope you guys all learned something from this little conversation we had with DeAndre. This episode was brought to you by A Positive Beauty. A Positive Beauty is a nail art blog with a positive living as its sidekick. So whenever you need a little quick pick-me-up, this safe space has got your back. You'll find lots of nail art, a sprinkle of beauty-related posts, and endless support on self-love. Someone who is a positive beauty is a person who emanates warmth and positivity wherever they go. Beauty shines forever when it is lit from within. To find out more, go to apositivebeauty.com. Also, for all your skincare and cosmetic needs, look no further than Lamp Enterprises. No matter your gender, age, race, or ethnicity, our top-notch products are exactly what you need to help your skin look softer, smoother, and more beautiful. Thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully you learned something new, or at least were able to share a few laughs with us. Until next time. Oh, one last thing before we go. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our our podcast in iTunes and Google Play Music. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. Those are actually linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, actually, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. 
endless gratitude. Anyways, thanks everyone for listening and hopefully you learned something new or at least we're able to share a few laughs with us. Until next time.